All right, everyone, it's a brand new year. And what a better way to start off the year than making a bunch of goals. That's what we do at the beginning of the year. And so what Raiden and I want to talk to you today really is about kind of getting that financial house in order. And so we're going to take you through um, some issues to consider as we start the year 2022. Yeah, we are excited. And just as a reminder, I'm going to say this for a little bit here just to bring everybody up because you might not have heard the announcement. We are going to a weekly format. Uh, we've had a lot of people say, man, you guys give such good information, but it's so much I, I'm behind. And so after a lot of review and a lot of talking to people, we decided to go to once a week. And our goal is, is to bring a very power packed episode every single week. We will still have interviews. We're still going to have what's called retirement in action. And we'll let you know every episode, what is it? And right now I'll tell you, this is a retirement in action episode. What do you need to do getting ready for and living throughout retirement? Uh, we think this is going to be super helpful. By the way, every single week on our website will be a brand new blog. And the blog really corresponds with the podcast. That way it gets you, you get a written format of it and you'll have everything listed there. So you're not worried so much about taking notes. Um, if you are listening to us, wherever you might be listening to us, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, whatever place on the website, do make sure you subscribe so that you make sure you get all the updates when we update and upload rather a new episode. Uh, you can also visit our website, pomwealth.net. It's a wealth of information. They are updated every single week. And we just want you to know we're so happy to have you as a listener. But before we get into this episode, we have to do a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Retirement in Action. Uh, I tell you, it's just amazing every time I think about this, that uh, here we are in 2022, uh, this being our very, very first retirement in action for 2022. And as you know, we went to this new format. The new format is, is that we're going to pick a topic uh, and have one podcast a week. Uh, that might be an interview like we had last week. It might be uh, a retirement in action like we're doing this week. And I'm just excited about it. This one is actually around issues to consider consider at the beginning of the year. Now you might think, well, we, we just had an end of year. Well, most of the times when you're thinking about an end of year, you're kind of scrambling at the end of the year to make sure you got everything put together. And so you can move forward. This one's much more along the lines of what do I do now at the beginning of the year in January that it kind of helped me have a year so that when I get to the end of the year, I'm not scrambling. And so we kind of want to go through with you some different topics, some different things to think about. We're going to talk about 
uh, personal things you need to think about, cash flow, asset and debts, taxes, insurance, and then legal issues, just to kind of give you a list of things to think about and consider. Now, I want to remind you as we're going to go through these topics, we're going to have a blog article that just came out the same day as this podcast on our website, pomwealth.net, and you'll have all this information there. So let's just think about, let's go to the personal side and think about here you are, you're sitting in the 1st of January. Maybe you've got a goal that you want to lose weight. Maybe you got a goal that you want to eat better. Well, how about let's have some retirement planning goals. And now there's two different categories you could be in. You could be in a category where you are close to retirement, getting ready for it. Maybe you're 10 years out, maybe you're five years out, or maybe you just retired. I mean, this is your first year of retirement. And if that's a case, congratulations. We've got some of those in our practice, folks that just retired and they're excited. And then maybe you've got the folks that's been retired for a little bit. So there's going to be different goals depending upon where you are. But no, no matter where you're at in that, why not just take a moment, maybe right after you listen to this podcast, maybe you, maybe you, uh, you it's your next time you have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, uh, and just write down a couple of goals that you would like to accomplish this year. It could be financial, it could be personal, maybe a place or a person you want to visit, whatever it might be, just take a moment, write down maybe your top three to five goals. And, and by the way, I think it'll be interesting of those goals that you write down, what'll be interesting is at the end of the year, see how many of those you accomplished. And what's amazing is if you write down goals, sometimes it's amazing how many of those that you actually uh, accomplish. So let's just say that you are a person that's uh, thinking you're going to retire in four or five years. Well, maybe it's a savings goal. Maybe you just retired and it's an income goal. What, are, what is it we're going to spend this year? Or maybe it's a hobby you want to take on. Or maybe you've been retired for a little bit. and Maybe you're thinking about what you want to do with family. Whatever that might be, make sure that you take a moment and write down those goals. Now, uh, the other thing is, is that uh, when you think about all these different aspects of goals and, and what you're going to do and how it's going to affect you, you might want to think about how these goals affect other people. So I know this is kind of like, you know, starting this thing off and saying, oh my goodness, are you going to make me go to work? But this is reality. Just take a moment. It'll make you feel so much better if you hit one or two of those goals throughout the year. You got anything else on that, Merce? No, I think the only thing I would add is, you know, it's, Goal setting is, this is the time of year to do goal setting. And, and if you set a thousand goals, well, you'll get overwhelmed. You won't, and you won't be able to accomplish probably nothing because it's just so overwhelming. So, you know, set goals that are reasonable and attainable, and they can be in short periods of time. They could be in, uh, Hey, I want to accomplish this, this month, one thing, or it could be a quarterly goal to do something, you know, so don't do anything too overwhelming, but yeah, it's always good to set goals and start working towards them. And then, then what's nice is you can look back and see where you started when you started this whole goal setting plan. You can look back and look at where you are today or in the future and kind of see what you've accomplished. So documenting and doing all that, it, it makes it so much easier and so much simpler. Um, but I'm going to talk a little bit about something that is very big. And when we're talking about year end or the beginning of the year, and that's getting essentially your cash flow in order. Um, so a lot of things that revolve around cash flow, whether you are uh, in the what we would call the accumulation phase of life where you're still saving or you're even in the retirement phase of life where you're drawing on your assets. Um, so let's start kind of with the accumulation side. Maybe um, 
you need to kind of think through what is your household income going to be like this year? And is it going to change at all? Did you get a raise last year? Uh, do you have a different work opportunities, whatever it is, are you expecting any extra income or less income this year for some reason? Um, so make note of whether or not you think anything is going to change on the income side, but also cash flow is also what's going out the door. So your expenses, are there expenses that are going to be shifting around? Maybe you just had a kid graduate from college and you're no longer going to be having that financial burden if you're helping out. So that's huge. Maybe you just paid off a mortgage. That's huge. And so always be reevaluating what are, what are my expense, expenses going out the door, but also what's coming in the door. Once you know that, then you can really make a plan around your cash flow um, and start thinking about, well, how am I going to be saving now that I know what's coming in and how much is going out? Then you know what's left over and you can really work with that. Um, so that kind of goes into your, if you're still working, your contribution plan. So your 401ks, your 403bs, your IRAs, your Roth accounts, if you're eligible. Um, you want to make sure that you, especially in the 401ks, let's say, for example, maybe you just got a raise last year and you have the ability to contribute more. The, the ultimate goal usually, not for everyone, but for the majority is to get to this goal of maxing out your 401k. Um, so that's roughly in the realm of nineteen dollars to $26,000 a year that you can put in as salary deferrals. So take a look at where, you're, where you are at at that number and see if there's any way that you could potentially upgrade that number. Um, IRA contributions, look to see if you can actually contribute to an IRA and let that be tax deductible on the IRA side, on the pre-tax IRA side. Uh, if you have a spouse that does not work, they can actually contribute to an IRA as well based off of your income as long as you're married filing jointly and there's earned income to cover you both. Sometimes that one gets overlooked. Um, so think about that. The Roth, as far as a Roth IRA, that is a very, very advantageous type of account to start building up. And if you qualify, there are income limitations roughly in that $200,000 range of, of income. Uh, if you're below that, then you have the ability to contribute to a Roth. So be thinking about whether or not you want that. That's tax-free growth that will continue to be tax-free in the future. And so it's any, any dollars that you can get into that um, can be very beneficial in the future. Um, there's some other things here. So when we're talking about cash flow, you've got other parts of, of your expenses, or let's talk about maybe your benefits. So um, as far as maybe maxing out an HSA, if you use an HSA plan, some people have what's called FSAs, which is a flex spend account that you actually have to use by a certain part of 2022. So make sure you're utilizing that money because that's one of those types of accounts where if you don't use it all, it goes away. Um, and then the bigger ones, this is kind of shifting over into the retiree area is RMDs and QCDs. RMDs, required minimum distributions, if you're above the age 72, you have to take what's called RMDs. That means the government is going to require you to take out a certain amount of money from your pre-tax assets, your IRAs, your 401k type money. You got to take that out in the year that you turn 72. And there's a formula to that. Um, all the financial institutions actually calculate that number for you. And they're all right around the first couple weeks of January that you have that number. So once you have that number, think about how you want to use it. Do you want to start taking it monthly? Do you want to take it quarterly? Do you want to take it annually at the beginning of the year, or at the end of the year? 
um, because we never want to miss an RMD. There's a significant penalty for missing an RMD. So if you're above age 72, um, definitely think about your RMDs. And what ties into that really nicely is this thing called QCDs. If you give charitably throughout the year, whether it's to a religious organization or a nonprofit or whatever charity that you give to, and you're also above 70 and a half, you can do what's called a qualified charitable distribution, which means you can take money from your IRA, take the withdrawal. Normally you would pay taxes on that withdrawal, but if you're giving it to an institution like a charity, then you can actually give it to them tax-free and it satisfies part of your RMD. So that's a huge, huge strategy um, that you would wanna be considering as well. Um, so I think that's quite a bit on cash flows there, Raiden. Is there anything um, that I've left off? I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. No, I think you covered that really well, which takes me over into this idea of, of now assets, uh, looking at our assets, looking at different aspects of it. And so the first thing I'm going to talk about, which I think is a very personal one, is your emergency fund. Now, if you're still working, that might be a different number than if you're retired. But a lot of times what the where, where we find, uh, because our clients are good savers, is that they kind of get to the end of the year or now the beginning of the year, and they look and they go, wow, my reserves that I had in cash in the bank is actually grown, and I've got more money in the bank than what I think I should have. Uh, my goal was to have this amount, whatever that is. And now it's double that or it's, it's, it's you know, 75% more. And the reason why is because you just accumulated money throughout the year. And so you might want to think about reassessing that and saying, should I take some of the money that's in the bank that's earning zero and maybe put that into an account that can earn something? Uh, and that could be a brokerage account where you maybe invest the money. Yes, it's going to have some risk on it, but at least you've got it working. We've got quite a few folks that we've talked to in the last few months that just over time, they've accumulated now, they got $150,000, $200,000 in the bank, and they're thinking, what do I do with this? I, I, I want to have it to work. So reevaluate it. Look at your savings and go, you know, do I have more there than what I need to have? The other one is, and this I think is extremely important, and most times people don't think about it, but review your risk tolerance. Now, I always liken risk tolerance is something that is a moving uh, um, emotion. It's a moving viewpoint. And the reason why is because life changes it. I would usually tell people, think about this. Let's suppose you got into a wreck in your automobile. After the wreck, you always are driving with two hands on the steering wheel. You don't really try to even listen to the radio, wouldn't even dare pick up a, a mobile phone, never would even text. Well, about a month out, what happens? Well, you're taking your hand off the steering wheel. Maybe you're driving with one on the steering wheel. Maybe you're picking up a drink. Now you actually are, you know, playing with the radio a little bit, go about six months. Now you've got 
you know, one hand with a hamburger in it, one hand with a drink in it, you're driving with your knee, you're also turning on the radio and you're taking a text. So I was saying that all of a sudden our risk tolerance has changed because we got further from the event. Well, we are now a long time in, all, in the world of the stock market from our last major event, which was uh, the pandemic beginning back in March of 2020. So people's now have gotten more bold. You know what? I want to take more risk. I want to take more risk. But before you start saying, I want to take more risk, let's take a step back and talk about what that really means. Uh, Merce and I work people through a, a risk conversation and it goes a little something like this. If you have a hundred thousand dollars and now it loses 10%, are you okay with that? And a person says, yeah, I'm okay with that until we put it to a dollar value. So now move that and let's say you got a million dollar investment and we tell you you're down a hundred thousand people go, wait a minute. Now that feels way different than saying 10%. So really understand what your risk tolerance is. Realize that it can change. You can become more risky and you can become less risky. We had a client who lost their spouse. Uh, all of a sudden now they want to be way less risk. Why? Because this is a major event. They don't want to think about losing. They don't want to think about risk because their life has changed. Okay, fine. A couple years down the road, maybe they want to take more risk. Now, uh, as you think about this, you're going to, that's going to correlate to your investment strategy. Maybe you have for years been in this idea of what we call a buy and hold strategy. You just put your investments in, you don't worry about it, you don't think about it, but then you live through something like the pandemic, you hung in there, it came back, but you go, I don't want to do that again. Can I look at a different strategy? Well, let's think about that. What other strategies are out there? Well, Merce and I talk about ours all the time, which is a actively managed account, which means take action when the market starts to have problems. There's got, we've got many episodes where we've talked about that. So if you are new to the podcast, go back and find those episodes that talk about buy and hold and those kind of things. Uh, I think ultimately that's, that's kind of helping you think through those assets. I hope that kind of gives you a little picture there. Do you have anything left on that Merce at all? Um, no, I think you handled the assets well. Um, the only thing I would say to add into that is more on the, the debt side of the equation. Um, we're in a very uh, uniquely low interest rate environment that is pot potentially going up here in the next year or two. And so if you haven't already taken advantage of or refinancing, if you still have a mortgage, I would still look into that. I know I get letters every single day from all types of lenders uh, in my mailbox, and I end up just ripping them all apart because I did the refi thing uh, a while ago and I, you know, I still constantly will evaluate that. Hey, does it make sense to do another refi? So always be asking that question. Um, I think that's a good one. And then, you know, we, we started this whole podcast off talking about goals and goals can be around like what Raiden said, you know, physical goals, uh, mental goals and savings goals, but also debt reduction is a big part of building your wealth. So if you have any debt out there that's, you know, outside of the mortgage that's been bugging you, come up with a plan to take care of that or come up with a plan to really start attacking that. Maybe that's a credit card debt or even a, uh, a student loan debt that's been lingering for a while or, or a, a car payment that you've been wanting to take care of. Come up with a plan around that, you know, and, and set the goal and, and take care of it. Um, but those are the really the other major things that I've got there. Um, now, as we approach April, here we sit on, in January, but the next thing that's coming is tax time. And there's, there's tax issues that we want to be thinking about. Of course, the number one most important is you got to file your taxes. So 
April 15th, I believe is the date. And, you know, we got a, an extension because of the pandemic back in 2020. I doubt we'll get that again. So be ready to file on the normal tax day. Um, things you need to be thinking about there is that all the institutions will be sending out their 1099 documents right around, well, the, technically they have until the end of February to get those to you. So you're, if you have a brokerage account, a Schwab, TD, Fidelity, wherever it's at, expect the 1099 to be coming in. Gather all of your W-2s, all of your other 1099s, all of your business stuff, get that all together so that you're not scrambling at the very last minute and you end up having to do an extension. So um, all those documents are very important. And then when we're talking about taxes, if you did do any donations or you did any giving, make sure you've got the documentation there so you can actually take advantage of it on your return. Um, what's nice about IRA contributions is a lot of things you have to do by 1231, but IRA contributions, I'm talking pre-tax or tax-free in the Roth, you can actually do that up until your tax filing date. For a lot of you, that's going to be in April. So if you didn't do it last year in 2021 and you see an opportunity, um, definitely run it by your tax person to see if it's advantageous to put some money in to a pre-tax, do you qualify? Do you qualify for the Roth? You can actually do that up until your tax filing deadline. So that's a big one there. And then just keep an eye on, you if you have taxable accounts and maybe you liquidated some here and there throughout the year, those accounts are taxed based off of gains. So don't let that surprise you. Always keep a track of, hey, what are my realized gains for the year? What am I gonna owe the tax guy come next year if I'm selling stuff this year? And do I have any losses to offset some of that? So, um, you know, that, that can be something that can surprise people if you're not, if you're not ready for it, if you're not aware of what's going on in your taxable investment accounts. Um, but that's really all I've got there for taxes. Oh, I did leave off Roth conversions. Um, we talk about Roth conversions all the time. And that is one that needs to be done by 1231. That the Roth conversion is basically taking money from your IRA, putting it into or paying the taxes and putting it into a Roth account can be very, very beneficial. It's also a little expensive. You got to pay some taxes. So we got to make sure we're thinking that through. So start thinking about it now rather than waiting until December and scrambling uh, with your advisor, scrambling with your tax person because they've got a lot going on in December. Um, so think about it. If it makes sense for you, if you want to have a conversation around a Roth conversion, we're happy to do that. Um, but that's a big one as well. All right, let's uh, conclude here uh, with our last topic, which is legal issues. And I'm just going to boil this one down to what is one of my biggest uh, things that I think people need to think about, and that is their estate plan. Um, and, you know, I think that it's very, very important that you review and make sure that your estate plan is in order. Now, I'm going to talk about some documents in this that I think are extremely important, and that is your power of attorney and your healthcare power of attorney. If you are married, for example, uh, or not, doesn't matter, but and you have an IRA or a 401k, those cannot be joint accounts. So if you do not have a power of attorney and something becomes, you become incapacitated for some reason, and your spouse now needs to go take trans, make transactions on that account, if you do not have a power of attorney, they're going to be restricted and not be able to access those accounts. Having the power of attorney in place now, and always remember, you nobody can plan when that event is going to take place. We had a couple of situations happen this very past year where some of our friends and clients uh, uh, 
had massive health conditions that took them and put them into a place where they could not communicate. They could not be able to deal with these things. And there was not a power of attorney in place. Power of attorney is extremely important. Obviously a will is important. A will, a power of attorney, a HIPAA form. A HIPAA form allows for your uh, someone else to be able to get your medical information so that you can have that pulled. Because if we're incapacitated again, that stuff is locked up. So review that. And, and you want to make sure that your power of attorney is up to date. You want to make sure that it's in place. It's it's really good if you if you want to as well, whatever institution you're with, they sometimes have their own power of attorney that will put the other person on there. That makes it super convenient because now it's filed with the with the institution, say Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, whatever that might be. And now you can call up and it, they got it right there in their computer system. Oh, yes, we know exactly. We got the documentation. It's right here. So uh, I know sometimes with an estate plan, the easiest thing to do, especially if we get to a topic that is difficult, is to procrastinate. Uh, I get it. But don't procrastinate. Take action. If you are uh, wanting to know how to be able to do this, we had a great episode where we talked all about the estate plan. We talked about ways that you can do it, easy ways you can do it, just to take action. Doing something is better than doing nothing, uh, even if it's not 100% the way that you, you, you don't have it all figured out yet. So don't let 2022 go by and not get your estate plan in place. That's my, that's my concluding comment. Anything you got there, Merce, on that? No, oh, I think that was great. Um, I think definitely uh, by the end of this episode, we've given people a lot to think about, a lot to plan for. So um, now it's just time to make that list and start checking off those boxes. All right, everyone, we appreciate you listening to us. We're excited about 2022. We're excited about this new format to be able to bring you the best possible content we can every single Monday. We would love to hear from you. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I'd love for you to handle this question, this topic, please reach out to us. You can go to our website, pomwealth.net. You've got a couple of different ways you can contact us there. In the top right-hand corner, you can schedule a phone call if you'd like to answer any questions you've got. But we would love to hear from you. We are so excited that you're continuing to listen to this podcast. And if you're new, we certainly do appreciate you being here. Please make sure you subscribe or uh, uh enlist and making sure you get everything on a regular basis. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.